Today's reading comes from John 15, verses 1 through 17. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, and... Whoops... My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay one's life down for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Erica. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Just as the branches cannot bear fruit by themselves unless they abide in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me, Jesus says. Those who abide in me and I in them will bear much fruit, an abundance of fruit, and good fruit at that, and fruit that will last. This is our call from Christ to stay connected and committed to one another, to stay connected and committed to the vine. To reach out as the branches in order to bear fruit, fruit that will last, both individually and communally and even corporately. Today we start a new sermon series entitled, Commitments That Will Change Your Life. Over the next couple of weeks, we will discover and take a deeper look into the different commitments that we make in the life of the church and in the life of our faith, be it worship and prayer, Bible study, missions, and even the gifts that we have in order to deepen our relationship with God and to deepen our relationship with one another. Let's pray. Holy and living God, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for all the many blessings that you have poured out upon us already, and we give you thanks that we are able to gather together in worship, be it here in the sanctuary, at home, or whatever time we are watching this. We give you thanks for coming together to join together in one voice. So God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts together be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. O Lord, you are our rock and our redeemer. And all of God's people said, Amen. 
During the months of April through June, as my wife, Alicia, and our son, Xavier, and myself were searching for a new home from Ohio, which is six hours away, we were greatly filled with anticipation as we were awaiting the move to serve the beautiful people here of Ebenezer and the folks in Stafford and to serve alongside Pastor Emily and Pastor Monica. We were also filled with great expectation as we were awaiting the birth of Naomi, our daughter. We looked at house after house after house. And as you may be aware, this past year was a hot market, right? For both buyers and sellers. Finally, after looking at what had seemed to be a couple of million homes, a couple million, we finally settled on one. This house we were all drawn to for, for different and various reasons. And for me, it was the grapevines in the backyard. This house wasn't even on the market yet. It was still coming soon, right? The grapevines in the backyard drew me from day one. Vines that were already well-established with, with leaves and with branches and even some fruit in the early part of June. And as I've gotten to know my neighbors a little bit better, especially over the past five weeks with the neighboring sermon series, I came to find out that these grapevines had been planted in the mid-1950s and have continued to bear good fruit since then. Fruit that has grown on the branches. As the branches have abided in the vine and the vine has abided in the branches, all in order to bear fruit and good fruit and fruit that will last. It is the branches and the vine, their connectedness to one another that enables them and commits them to the growth and to the bearing of fruit as they abide in one another. In our gospel lesson for this morning, as Erica read for us, Jesus and his disciples are, are eating a meal together. This is their, their last supper. They had just celebrated Passover together. And following this, Jesus turns his attention to giving a farewell preparing his disciples for everything that lies ahead, the, the crucifixion, the resurrection, and to the ascension. And Jesus is reminding his disciples and to reminding us of everything that he taught while he was still in their midst. I have given you these commands so that you may love one another, Jesus says. And it is in this farewell that we are reminded of our connectedness to one another. That even as Jesus will soon die and be resurrected and ascend to God in heaven, it is our abiding as we, the branches, abide in Christ the vine. That abiding will provide endurance and strength and the nutrients needed in order to produce fruit, an abundance of fruit, good fruit, and fruit that will last. Jesus doesn't say in our scripture passage that the branches abide on the vine alluding to a rather superficial commitment to one another in their connectedness. Rather, Jesus says that the branches abide in the vine, showing the commitment that they have to one another, the dedication, the responsibility, the promise that they have to one another in their connected commitment. And that is the commitment we make to the body of Christ. We come together for worship this day, and we come because we long to abide in Christ. Amen? Amen? Listen, the folks in the back can't hear you. Amen? Amen? We come because we long to abide in Christ and to have Christ abide in us. 
when we come together as a worshiping body, be it here in person or virtually via the live stream at maybe 8.15 or 9.45 or 11.15 or at any point throughout the week, we come together for worship to commit and recommit ourselves time and time again to God and to one another, to remain connected to God and to one another. And in worship is where we faithfully commit to participating in the life of the church with our prayers, our, pre- our, prayers, our presence, our gifts, our mission, and our service. Sounds a lot like what we have been discovering over the past five weeks in our neighboring sermon series, right? Committing to loving God with everything we've got and loving our neighbors as ourselves. This morning, as Pastor Emily led us in in recommitting and diving deeper into that centering scripture passage, we are called to love the Lord your God with your whole heart, with your soul, with your mind and your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Look around you for a moment. Don't just look at me. Look around you for a moment. Look at those beautiful people, masks and all. Your neighbors that we are called to be in communion and community with. Those folks that we are called to abide in and with. Those folks that we are called to love. And the folks that we are connected to. The folks that we are responsible to in, with, and through our baptism. That as we are made brothers and sisters of Christ... We are made in this relationship through the water and the Spirit. I always like to play with water. So that's what we're going to do this morning. As a reminder of our baptism together. My friends, it is in these restorative waters that we are drawn together with one another. It is in with and through these rejuvenating waters that we are enabled to be in relationship with God and with one another. It's within these non-stagnated waters when we are enabled to call and call to support and nurture and to love one another as a community of love and grace and forgiveness. All of that empowers us to grow in what God is calling us to do, to serve God and to serve one another. That's the commitment we make in the life together, the life of one another, the life at our baptism. A moment when we are named and claimed with our eternal identity, showing who and whose we are. Our eternal, our eternal identity as beloved children of God. Amen? Nearly a decade ago, I was reminded of this abiding connectedness that we have in our baptism. I began my time at Wesley Seminary studying and reading, reading and studying. And in case you are not aware, Wesley Seminary is in D.C. And the first week I needed a break. So I left campus and I started driving around D.C. and the surrounding suburbs. And I needed a break from that because of D.C. traffic, right? My driving had become more stressful and stressed me out more than I already was. And so I started driving back to campus and the nearby 7-Eleven was, was almost about three miles from campus. So I stopped there on the way back for some snacks. 
As I began to walk through the entrance of the convenience store, I noticed a man who was set up outside of the front entrance with three duffel bags, one green, one black, and one blue, all piled up in front of a busted payphone. And as our eyes met, he asked if I could bum a little change. He said, can you spare some change? And I guess being a grad student equates you to having loads of money, right? Instead, I asked him if I could buy him something from inside the store to which he had accepted. The man said, just some food, anything will do. And since it was late, the, already, the, the pre-made food that was on the shelves had already been depleted. And so the only thing that was left were two Krispy Kreme donuts. And so I grabbed those and a pint of chocolate milk. I gave them to the man as I exited the door. Then another week of seminary classes had come and gone, reading and studying, studying and reading, and I decided to venture out again after my Thursday night class. And I went to that 7-Eleven yet again, and there he was outside in front of that busted payphone with his three duffel bags, one green, one black, and one blue. This time the man didn't ask for any money. Instead, he inquired if I could get him some Krispy Kreme donuts again and a pint of chocolate milk, to which I had obliged. I said, sure, it's not that much. So as I walked into the store, I decided, well, I'll get double. I got four Krispy Kreme donuts and two pints of chocolate milk, and that night I sat out there with him, and I got to know him, and I found out a lot in our 30-minute conversation. His name is Teddy, and he served, and he's a veteran of the Army. He had been living on the streets of D.C. for the past 20 years, going from shelter to shelter. And specifically on Thursday nights, the shelters tended to fill up pretty fast. And so he made an arrangement with the 7-Eleven store manager that he could live and sleep outside back. Thursdays with Teddy had become a, a frequent occurrence, a weekly occurrence for me that semester, and frankly, all throughout my seminary journey. At first, Teddy was quiet. He didn't want to share about himself and about the places that he went and the things that he did. But over time, Teddy began to open up. And a couple months later, as it started and began to snow, I made that 3.4-mile trek to that 7-Eleven. And there was Teddy sitting outside of that 7-Eleven with his three duffel bags, one green, one black, one blue, in front of that busted payphone. And this time I asked Teddy if he wanted to scratch the stale Krispy Kreme donuts and go to the McDonald's across the street. And for hours and hours we sat and I listened. And he continued to open up about his life, the places that he'd been and the things that he had done. And I told him, after he asked about myself, I told him that I was a seminary student right up the road. And he replied, that United Methodist Seminary up the road? And yeah, yeah, I responded. At that moment, Teddy began to wrestle around in his green duffel bag. And in that green duffel bag, he pulled out a Ziploc bag. And in that Ziploc bag, he pulled out another Ziploc bag. And he began to unfold this, this piece of paper. And, and tears began to well up in his eyes. And as he unfolded it, tears began to fall on his face and hit the table in front of him. Teddy had opened up that bag and that other bag and that other bag and unfolded that piece of paper, and that paper was his baptismal certificate from a United Methodist church where he had lived during his youth. Fighting back the tears, Teddy had shared that it was that congregation that helped to raise him and helped to care for him. 
It was that congregation that stood in line and stood in place as his parents had passed away. It was that community of faith which supported him and nurtured him. It was that family of Christ that surrounded him with a community of love and of grace and of forgiveness. It was that congregation that committed to helping Teddy to figure out and to acknowledge who and whose he was. My friends, it is that abiding commitment to connectedness that draws us closer to God and to one another. Much like Teddy reminded me, it is our baptism into Christ that holds on to us. Much like a vine holds on to the branches, it is connecting us to one another. How precious is our baptism into Christ. Amen? How precious was that baptismal certificate for Teddy? that he had carried around in one Ziploc bag and another inside of a duffel bag that he had carried around for, for 20 years of living in D.C. on the streets. How precious is it that connects us to one another? My friends, together we have a sacred responsibility as we commit and recommit ourselves time and time again to the work of Christ of, of bearing fruit and fruit that will last as we abide on the vine and in the vine and as the, as the vine abides in us. Beautiful brothers and sisters in Christ, we have a commitment to one another. We have a commitment in our time of worship where our lives will be forever changed as we abide in Christ and as Christ abides in us. But it's not all about us. It's not about our own brokenness or our own qualifications, but it's about the one who makes the invitation to us. It's about the one who calls us into the body, the family, and says to take up a place that has been prepared for us. It's not about us and us abiding in and of ourselves, but it's all about the one who we represent. The one who has his arms stretched on the rough wood of the cross and embrace the world. You belong to me and I belong to you. This morning, friends, we commit ourselves and we even recommit ourselves to Christ in worship. And this morning, we want to share with you two folks from the life of the church here at Ebenezer who have committed themselves to worship and who see God at work in the lives of folks here, maybe even you, how your lives have been changed forever by what Christ is doing in, with, and through worship here at Ebenezer. Let's take a look. You know, worship is a time to celebrate, right? We, we come and it's almost like a, a renewal each week. And uh, I look forward to it. I've missed it. The, the last uh, year, 18 months, I've really missed coming to church. Uh, Cindy and the kids and I, absolutely love Ebenezer. We love the community of Ebenezer. We love the lessons of Ebenezer. We, we love the energy when you come to worship. So I think when I, in terms of how I approach worship is, uh, I, I try and be all in, right? I try and be receptive and open to the word that is given. And I try and enjoy the music and, and feel the energy and I also really enjoy seeing the people. And I love that sense of community and connecting with people and reaching out and talking and seeing how everybody's doing. And so I would say that, you know, those three elements are very important for uh, my family and I uh, as, as members of Ebenezer. 
There's so many ways that um, that my life has changed and um, been improved and um, just been filled by grace. Um, one of the big things is just connecting with other believers, you know, in the house of God and being in worship with them, listening to um, the music, connecting in that way, and then lifting, um, just lifting our hands in worship with other believers and um, believing God's word and having, um, being able to hear it in a way that perhaps you've read the scriptures, but learning something new um, because all, all of the team here is fantastic, but the pastors, um, they go above and beyond to really deliver that message. And so for me, that hits home and, and there's um, often those moments when you say like, aha, and you just want to stand up or raise your hand and say, I'm right here. I know you're talking to me like and have those personal experiences. So I, I find that I do have those a lot where I'm like, I think they're really talking to me. I think they got my name and, and they know how I'm feeling or the message that I needed to hear. So I will say that um, it's really been impactful and personal. You get so much more out of something when you put more into it. And being part of the praise band and sitting kind of as a drummer, you kind of sit back, you know, in the back and you're doing your own thing and, and watching and listening. And you can see the excitement that people have. You can see the give and take between the, the band and the, the members of the, uh, you know, the members of the church as they're singing and the joy and the love that comes out. And that is really the energy as it builds, uh, it kind of goes with the, the music just really, really inspiring. I feel like that um, the kids, especially mine, are so honest, you know, and um, impressionable. So they see um, the actions of, of our faith. You know, they, they, they see us physically attending worship, you know, lifting our hands and joining together. And um, I think it feeds their soul, too. And I, you know, I hope it's just planting like a seed so that when they're ready to take all of those next steps, that um, they know that they have a church family here at Ebenezer and that they're loved and I'm just so blessed to be a part of it. You, you know, for me, commitment is a kind of a black and white thing. Most of life is very gray, right? But commitment has to be intentional. Commitment means that you have to uh, practice discipline. And so it's something that you, know, you can't be committed to swimming with only one foot in the pool, right? So you have to be in the water. And so in my mind, when I'm committed to something, I'm all in. And being all in at, at worship, going back to my original point, is you get so much more out of something when you put more into it. And so I love being able to sign up and, and know that I'm not only participating, but I'm helping the worship service. I'm helping to bring energy as best as I can. I'm, I'm helping to spread God's love. I'm helping to, to be joyful and enjoy the music. And in, in those efforts, I get so much more out of it. I come out of worship, you know, feeling really inspired and refreshed and renewed and excited. And, you know, it's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful, uplifting experience. Well, ironic enough that um, my family says it takes a long time for me to get like to the sanctuary. And one of my favorite 
moment is when the people, you know, or or the um, the congregation like like comes in, comes trickling in, and the warm welcomes, and they, you know, now it's like elbow bumps or just waves. But um, whatever it is, where you're connecting and just really happy to see one another, I love that part where you're like, I haven't seen you maybe since yesterday, but it's so good to see you and and to worship with you. And then when the music starts, it's just something that's like like this curtain just draws open and it draws me in, you know, and it gives me goosebumps now, but you know, it just draws me in and I'm like, yes, let's, let's get this going. Let's start. Um, so I just love it. I love that part of it. There's always a, a little bit of a hesitation maybe to take that first step. Right. And so the more that you do it, so, you know, I, my first step uh, that Cindy and I joined together was to, to become members of Ebenezer. And you know, we were new to the community and uh, we wanted to be a part of something. And, and then, you know, the transition to being a member of the praise band and and being more excited and involved in the church and then being involved with uh, committees over the years, mission trips and uh, getting to know people. And so that I, I th- you know, you could really group all of that as part of worship, because worship isn't something that you do one hour every Sunday. Worship is part of how you interface with God and how you develop that relationship and how you build your faith. Brothers and sisters, as we commit ourselves again to the life of the church and to God and to one another, as we commit ourselves to worship this day and in the days to come, let that be on our heart Let us pray for that fervently.